Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and I am happy to welcome back to the show tonight, returning champion and podcast legend. It's been a while since he was on the show, but we are so thrilled and honored to welcome back Nick. Nick, welcome to the Stuff We Love Podcast. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. Returning champion. Uh, I appreciate that. It's so great to be back on the show. It's been, I mean, almost a year, I think, since I've been on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be back. Well, that's wonderful. So happy to have you here. And uh, since it's been a while since you were on this, the uh, podcast, just give us a quick overview. Everything going well? Yeah, everything's going great. We moved into a new house uh, right at the beginning of the year. Actually, we celebrated New Year's Day by moving mm-hmm. stuff into the house. Um, there are still boxes around me. So at some point, we'll be fully moved in. Um, but other than that, made it down to Disney. It had been 11 months since I'd been at Walt Disney World. And so that was really exciting to get back. Um, obviously, we've missed it. And being there and being able to experience character hugs, you don't realize oh, yeah. how much you've missed a hug from Mickey Mouse until you get a hug from Mickey Mouse. Sure. Uh, but uh, things have been great, been really, really busy. My, uh, my daughter, Annabelle, uh, is super into, into musical theater and performing. Uh, she just recently had a showcase where she had a uh, she had a, a contemporary dance number. She had a tap number, and then she had her very first uh, vocal solo performance, which was just man, you talk about tears. I was so right. proud of her, um, and it was a great night for first because I'm going to tell you something not a lot of people uh, know. So I'm going to share it with you and your listeners, and that's you know, not a lot of people know. This is great. But Go ahead. This this past year, I decided myself to start taking musical theater classes and tap classes. Something I'd never done. I've always had an interest in musical theater. I'm a huge Broadway nerd and love musical theater, but I'd never done anything myself. And uh, so I started taking a musical theater class and a tap class, very much a beginner. And so the same night that Annabelle um, had, uh, had her performances, I had my first performance on stage in 25 years. Uh, which was uh, which really really exciting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, what, what did you do definitely was a new challenge. So our first so it was group number right. Okay. Um, the uh, the musical theater uh, class we did the uh, farmer and the cowman from uh, from Oklahoma. Sure, which uh, which was a lot of fun. And then um, the uh, tap class we did nine to five. Okay, um, and uh, and that was also a lot of fun. And, and that one was, was probably my favorite because I played kind of the boss, the mean boss as my character, which uh, was a way for me to not have to do too many complicated combinations tapping. Um, but it was a lot of fun. So it was, you know, definitely something I'm going to keep doing. And, um, you know, both classes I was in with, you know, all adult classes, adults have been doing it for a lot longer than I have, mm-hmm. a lot more. Uh, experienced, uh, but they were so gracious and, you know, everybody was helping me and, you know, learning my, you know, shuffle ball change combos. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, that led right into the summer uh, with our same you know, musical theater company. We're putting on the sound of music mm-hmm. uh, this summer at the, uh, at the end of July. And Annabelle is playing Gretel, the youngest Von Trapp child. Sure. And I have a small, very small minor role. I'm, I'm playing Admiral Von Schreiber um, in in Act Two's, you know, one of the 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 Nazi naval admiral. Sure. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. 
We've been building sets and rehearsal. Gosh, feels like every night. Well, that was a great introduction to the podcast tonight, because for our listeners that have heard Nick on the show before, we know you best, Nick, as the Disney dad the uh, on, on Instagram with your amazing Disney photography. And I think it's great that tonight we're not really going to be talking Disney, but we're going to be talking about musical theater. And uh, that's something that I've always wanted to talk about here on Stuff We Love podcast. It's come up on occasion. Some people have given Stuff We Love recommendations that deal with musical theater, but we've never really devoted a whole show to it. So I'm really glad that you suggested this. Uh, I have a question for you, but before we get into that, you're in Sound of Music, you were saying. So what? (laughs) that's honestly, for me, this one of my all-time favorite musicals, it's something that I've seen both on stage and, of course, I've seen the Julie Andrews movie a gazillion times. Um, what is your favorite song from The Sound of Music? Uh, our favorite things. Okay. My favorite things. Yep. Uh, and, always, and I think that goes back to, so I first saw The Sound of Music, uh, the movie version with, with Julie Andrews and a huge Julie Andrews fan. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, so... Uh, my favorite things is, you know, definitely stands out to me. Uh, and, and, you know, having seen the movie, the movie version and the stage version, um, mm-hmm. there are some songs in the stage version that, that aren't in the movie version, um, which are great. And there's one that, that really stands out that um, How Can Love Survive? Yes, that's that, a great song. Max and Elsa sing um, to Captain Puncher. It just it it's so great. And you just. You know, Rogers and Hammerstein are just, they're fantastic. The way, you know, their lyrics and um, the way it ties into the show. And it's sad that it didn't get into, you know, the movie, but obviously that the, the Max Detweiler character is a little bit different in the movie than he is in the stage version. But I love that song. Now, Nick, I'm going to tell you something here, and you may want to double check me on this, but I believe in the film version of The Sound of Music, the song How Can Love Survive? It's not featured in a vocal performance, but in the... But you can hear it. You can hear it in the, uh, the orchestra that's at the Von Trapp uh, party that they host. It's playing in the background. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. They play it in the background. Um, but yeah, it's such a, it's such a great... It really is such a great musical. It really is. It's yeah. a great story. Um, the, uh, you know, the Von Trapp family singers and what they went through and... Um, you know, and then you know, moving to the United, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, based on a real family mm-hmm. that ended up moving to the United States and, and lived in Vermont. In yes, Vermont. that's right. And they still yeah. have, I believe, the Von Trapp family. It's a hotel. I think it's a resort um, in Vermont. I believe that's open to the public. So they st- that's pretty cool. That's that's good luck on the sound of music. It's a great show. Never gets old. Classic, classic musical. Uh, Absolutely. And we're we'll excited. talk some more about Rogers and Hammerstein in a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, Nick, you mentioned you, you have some interest in musical theater and were a Broadway nerd. How did you get into that stuff when you were younger? You know, I just, I, for me, it's all that music mm-hmm. um, that you're know, growing up. I was always just really kind of listened to everything. And, you know, when I you know, got this kind of fell in love with Julie Andrews, and so started looking at some of the other things that, that she did, like My Fair Lady. Um, and that is, you know, sort of got me on that path. But I don't think it was till, I really don't think it was till Rent came out, the movie version of Rent. 
that mm-hmm. I really kind of created this, you know, realized this, this love for, for musical theater. Um, and that, you know, it just, it kind of went, went from there. Uh, and then it's been really great with Annabelle as she's gotten older and has gotten more into performing arts. She loves Broadway. She yes. loves musical theater. And so, you know, going through and showing her a lot more, you know, and there's a lot more we're excited for her to experience as she gets older. Sure. Um, and so that's, you know, again, for it's all, it, it, it started out with the music and then, you know, you, you kind of fall in love with certain performers and, you know, follow what they've done and look back at things they've done. Bernadette Peters comes to mind mm-hmm. for that. Bernadette Peters, Bernadette Peters in Into the Woods mm-hmm. is one of my favorite portrayals of a character in in any musical. Okay, cool. Um, how is the theater scene down in South Carolina? So there's actually, there's a really great, in Columbia, there's a great um, musical theater kind of environment. There are a couple of, uh, there are a couple of, of theaters that are constantly putting on um, musicals. And then there's theater projects like the one that we're involved with that are doing something every summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you really, you, you could go every weekend and see something different because there are a lot of, like I said, there are a lot of theaters and there are a lot of, you know, theater projects who are putting on different productions. I mean, this year, I think of, uh, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show was done. Uh, the Wedding Singer was done. Uh, Grease is is getting ready to go into production. And these are all from theater projects, not even the the theaters. Um, when you, and and so just to clarify, actually, when you say theater projects, can you, because I'm not sure I understand, what is the, when you say theater projects, so what a theater do you mean project, So for instance, like Broadway Bound Musical Theater Project is, you know, Broadway Bound teaches musical theater tap um singing acting mm-hmm. um yeah they do a lot you know a lot of voice lessons and and they will put on productions that you know they'll use a theater space so there are a couple of community theater spaces that are just for community performing arts uh and so they're open to you know different groups that want to put um you know put a project together and so that's where, you know, there's a couple of you know, community theater project groups that you know, will throughout the year have different different productions, but they don't necessarily have a, a home, whereas we have like the Trustus Theater and Workshop Theater, um, Columbia Children's Theater that, you know, they're constantly putting productions on in their own building. Right. And I remember, Nick, on a previous show, you and I were talking about Annabelle and her interest in Hamilton. Right. Didn't we talk about that? Do you think we did. has that served? I mean, I'm interested in her because she's the younger generation and her friends that are into theater. Do, do you think that is what has served as a sort of catalyst for getting that was definitely the catalyst for her? Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, for her friends as well, because it it was so different. Right. And it it spoke to a different generation and the, the music. Um the way that Lin-Manuel Miranda brought in hip hop and R&B and different genres into, into that musical. And it was for her, it was just at the right time, right? Mm -hmm. It hit her at the right time. And, and then, you know, for her, it was, it was rent. And then her next, she's bounced around 
rent that in the heights came out the in the heights movie came out she loved i guess i was miranda um and then after in the heights we started looking at we you know into the woods she loved into the woods which we'd seen the movie version but going back and watching the broadway version and actually we watched a west end version as well um and so she expanded from there she loved six okay. uh which is you know if I don't know if you've heard or if have seen Six, but that's such a that's such a great musical. You know, very different, very new age. And Nick, um, um, in South Carolina, I, I, this I'm sure, I think I know the answer to this question, but I I just want to clarify: you're able to watch the Broadway versions on recorded performances that you can rent or buy. Is that correct? Absolutely. So there's I you know I I was going to say this to the end of the show. Um, um, is this your stuff we love recommendation man i'll tell you what this can be one i've got a couple but okay good. one of my stuff we love recommendations is a uh, a channel that's available through you know through amazon prime there's an app you can get for for a mobile device um called broadway live and uh, sorry broadway hd broadway and hd and mm-hmm. they're constantly yeah. you know loading uh you know different performances and they they're pulling from west end some of them are musical uh, musicals have been converted into movies, uh, your Broadway performances. Uh, one of the ones that we watched on there recently was the 25th anniversary uh, production of Les Mis. Mm-hmm. They put on, I think, at Wembley Stadium. And you want to talk about just an incredible ensemble. It is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Alfie Beau plays Jean Valjean. Uh, Samantha Barks plays... Uh, Epony, she played Epony in the movie version. Uh, interestingly, Nick Jonas, yeah, plays Marius. Uh, was Stamos so in this that? was what's that? John Stamos wasn't in that, was he? No, he wasn't. Um, and that like Ramin Karimloo's in it. Uh, it it really is, it's such a phenomenal cast, and the production is holy moly, is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, but yeah, so that you know. That Broadway HD channel, there, there's so much on there. That's a lot of fun. So if you're into you know, musical theater, Broadway, highly recommend checking out Broadway HD. Now, Nick, in terms of, I know that you wanted to highlight some shows tonight that you're particularly interested in. And you mentioned, and by the way, for our listeners, my voice, I, I'm getting over congestion. So that's why my voice is pretty hoarse. Um, so I'm letting Nick do most of the talking tonight, which is, okay with me because it allows me to rest my voice but um and i think nick has a very soothing voice so that's good but anyhow um now that you're a musical theater actor nick your your voice is trained for performances so this is this is great but uh well i've been i've been working i've been working on my on my vocals because one thing that people who know and love me very much will tell you is my singing voice is hmm. terrible but i've been working i've been working on my on my singing uh, I'm not quite to the point where I will carry a singing role in any performance, but maybe one day. Well, look, sound like my music, daughter. She's got a beautiful. Well, we're very blessed. So Tracy Steele, who is uh, in constantly in productions around town and, and has tremendous theatrical uh, experience, he is a phenomenal Captain Von Trapp. Cool. The next time around, maybe I'll be at that point. But as for now, I'll I'll just continue to work my way up. 
So uh, the first one you want to talk about was Rent, and you mentioned it a moment ago as uh, one of your favorite uh, musicals. Just tell us a little bit about why you love it so much. Well, you know, I have such a love for Jonathan Larson, right? And and somebody that we lost. You think about what Jonathan Larson did uh, and what he could have done, but the lives that he impacted. You know, without Jonathan Larson, we don't have Lin Manuel Miranda. You know, so you think about without Jonathan Larson, we don't Hamilton. We don't in the Heights. Um, and it's, it was, you know, the way he told a story that nobody was telling, the way he talked about issues that nobody was talking about, um, rent was really groundbreaking because, you know, it was tackling these, you know, this the AIDS community in, in the eighties, early nineties that nobody was talking about. Yeah. And he brought it to the, to the forefront. Um, and, and did it in a way that was a huge commercial success. And, and so, you know, that for me, um, you know, I love, love Jonathan Larson and, you know, his, his writing style and his music style, kind of the rock opera, uh, is absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, the Brent just, it tells such a great story in, in such a great way. And you connect emotionally with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, Angel is probably my favorite character in any musical. Why is that? I just because of heart, you know, that 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 she has. I mean, the very first line that she has in Rent is asking if somebody's okay. You know, that's and that is, you know, that 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 is her character throughout the show. Um is this heart that loves. Um, and when you look at, you know, the way the, the transgender um, community was was looked at at that time, uh, it's a really definitive character, I think, in in uh, in musical theater, but in uh, in movies as well. And I know another one you wanted to talk about was Tick, Tick, Boom, the Netflix uh well, that's, I mean, that's, about, you know, so yeah. when you talk about Jonathan Larson, mm. um, you know, Tick, Tick, Boom, which I was a fan of Tick, Tick, Boom before the Netflix movie came out that Lin-Manuel Miranda directed with, with Andrew Garfield. Um, I'd, I'd listened to the soundtrack a couple of times. I think, you know, that's both the Tick, Tick, Boom and Rent are great examples of really great uh, shows that um were had great success as movies mm-hmm. right so a lot of times you know we'll make a movie from a from a, a show and you're like oh why are you doing that uh but both of those were were great successes and um yeah tick tick boom you know it just the music is is so great in that show um and then again you know talking about you know what people weren't talking about with with you know the AIDS community, yeah. um, you know, and you, you really kind of feel this pressure that um, you know Jonathan Larson kind of had to to be a success and, and do something and make a difference, um, which obviously he did. Sadly, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't able to do to do more. The interesting thing about that is, uh, you know, his best friend. Michael get is HIV positive 
and is scared that he's gonna he's gonna die. Jonathan Larson is the one who didn't make it to forty, and Michael's yeah. still alive. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just you know, the, just a great first introduction to to, to Jonathan Larson and his passion. And one of the things, uh, have you seen the movie, the Netflix movie? You know what? It's on my my list on Netflix. I'll watch it after talking to you about it tonight. So this it, is a good yeah. Segue it needs to go to the top of the list. I felt like I really kind of felt like this would be the year that Lin Manuel Miranda finally won an Oscar. Um. Because I mean, it's such a, you know, it's such a great show. And Andrew Garfield, you know, plays Jonathan Larson so well. It's my understanding that when he was first approached for the project about 10 months before they started, they asked him if he could sing. And he's like, how long do we have? Sure, I could sing. And spent 10 months learning uh, to sing. But it is an incredible movie. Um, Highly recommend seeing it. But there's, uh, there's one song Sunday, Sunday? Uh, that takes place Sunday that takes place at a diner and throughout the movie, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda brings so many Broadway legends into the movie, but the song Sunday there, the number of cameos that are in that song, I mean, Cheetah Rivera, Bernadette Peters, um, Renee Elise Goldsberry, um, Philippa Sue. Gosh, I'm leaving out probably a half a dozen, but they all um, Adam Pascal, Daphne Rubin Vega. Okay, uh, it just you know this massive culmination of Broadway legends. Sure, for this one song in this scene, it is absolutely spectacular. Tremendous respect for for what Lin Manuel Miranda did for really somebody that changed his life. Sure, no, that's uh, awesome because it was it was at a performance of Rent that. Lin-Manuel Miranda decided this is what I want to do. And, you know, you look at what Lin-Manuel Miranda's done with, you know, In the Heights, which again, great story Mm -hmm. talking about a community that, you know, people don't know anything about. I mean, he wrote what he knew. Um, And, you know, this, the community and In the Heights and, you know, all these, uh, all these immigrants from all you know different countries and uh, that all live together in on this, you know, this block in Washington Heights yes. and that sense of community. Uh, there's a song, uh, Carnival de Barrio is one of my favorite songs in that show. Uh, and one of the reasons is, you know, I'm originally from South Africa right. and I'm very proud to be a South African. One of the lines of that song is, you know, wherever you are, we're probably going to fly this flag. And, and I love that. That's probably, you know, we're here, we're living in this country and we're you know, fortunate and grateful to live in this country, but we're always going to be proud of where we came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, anybody that knows anything about Lin-Manuel Miranda knows that he's super proud of being Puerto Rican. Sure. Uh, and so I love that show and the way it kind of, uh, it showcases that, that pride, but then this community that's here. So um that's such a great you know again another one did a phenomenal job with the movie for such a great show that i mean i don't know how many tony's in the heights one but yeah quite a few have you seen in the heights no I, i'm embarrassed to say i haven't don't uh, hate me i'll watch one. it i'll watch no, it for you it's 
yes, you need to. It's, it really is great. Um, and in the movie, Anthony Ramos plays Usnavi, uh, which is the character that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda originated in the in the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was the first show that uh, Christopher Jackson was in that show as well. He originated right. the role of Benny. And then he went on to play uh, he George Washington. He went on to play George played, Washington, right? Yep, exactly right. Um, so, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely need to check out in the Heights. And I mean Hamilton. Yeah, what do you say about Hamilton? Classic. You know, it's yeah, it's, groundbreaking. Yeah, the most the most successful uh, Broadway cast album of all time. Yes, pretty remarkable. Um, it really is. And you know, you think about the story. You know, somebody had said, "Well, there's going to be a musical." That's going to break all these records. That's going to be written about Alexander Hamilton. Right. What? Um, and I highly recommend if you haven't, you need to watch. Have you seen the original video? Uh, or sorry, the, the video from the White House. Yes. When he was still developing, you know, what was called then the Hamilton mixtape. Yes, that's right. And he, and he kind of performed what he had started on. And it wasn't, I mean, he hadn't even developed it into a show yet, but it's, so awesome to watch Lemuel Miranda, you know, do that opening rap number, um, which is really cool. And uh, I think my favorite song from Hamilton is uh, uh, "Wait for It." Oh yes, great, and great song. It, it's such a phenomenal song in the story. I, so there's a show on Netflix called "Song Exploder" mm-hmm. that kind of highlights. Uh, you know, different songs across different genres, but you know how the song was written. Right. And, and there's an episode on there of how Lemuel Miranda wrote "Wait for It," and he actually he talks about riding in the subway, and he had it was back when he had phone and an iPod, and he had all his music on his iPod because it, it had more space. And he just he had that he had that piano kind of playing on the loop on a loop, and then he was recording as he's on the subway and then walking down the street as he was recording it. Yes. Um, just really great. Story. And, the, you know, the detail that goes into, that went into that show. Um, you know, it's just, it's a classic. So Nick, if my voice allows for it, I'll take a moment to just tell you and our listeners a little bit about my experience when it comes to musical theater and how I became a fan when I was younger. Uh, you know, I remember being uh, introduced to theater by my parents and being taken to see basically the classic Broadway style musicals, the Rogers and Hammersteins, Lerner and Lowe's. And growing up near New York, we were able to go to the city and see some uh, productions on Broadway and Lincoln Center. Uh, so my earliest memories of theater tend to be those in addition to listening to the classic cast albums on CD or cassette tape. Uh, I could even to this day picture what, what the covers of the cassettes look like. Uh, I remember the original Sound of Music Broadway recording with Mary Martin. I could have that picture in my mind of her surrounded by the Von Trapp kids. Uh, But then I also remember getting as a gift one year, a VHS box set of the movie versions of Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. And I had seen the Sound of Music. I remember that was one which was a double. Do you remember what the double VHSs look like? Oh, yeah. You can picture them. Uh, But I watched all those. I watched the movie versions of South Pacific, King and I, Oklahoma, Carousel, State Fair. That's another underrated musical. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about this. I'm, I really may be wrong. I think that may have been a Rodgers and Hammerstein that premiered on film first 
and then was brought into a stage version. But don't quote me on that. I could be off on that. But, you know, I love it. I fell in love with the classic Broadway musicals. And then as I got older and as my musical tastes increased and I listened to rock and roll and country and R&B and everything else I listened to, I realized just how great those Broadway shows are from a musical perspective. The sense of melody that those composers had is really remarkable. And then as Broadway itself changed over the years and you've got more rock musicals and hip hop musicals, I, I saw several of those productions. So in more recent years, I remember seeing Spring Awakening on Broadway with the original cast, which is a phenomenal show. Not, not necessarily for little kids. It's a suggestive no, stuff. But it is but a great show. Great show. Very powerful. They also had on-stage seating for that show. So, oh, interesting. So I was on, I, I saw it twice on the stage and you get to see it from a really cool angle. I mean, it's right on the side there, which is cool. That's something Broadway did for a period of time. It was kind of like a trend. I'm not sure it's continuing, but you had on-stage seating. And then when I saw Cabaret at Studio 54, what they did was they made, they took out the regular orchestra seats and they put in little cocktail tables like you're at a cabaret, which was really cool. That's but cool. Um, That's neat. And then, of course, Hamilton and uh, American Idiot, also the Green Day musical, which I liked. I wasn't as crazy about it as I, I was some of the other uh, rock musicals. But I wanted to highlight, now that you mentioned Broadway HD, I, I'm actually going to check that out because there are some productions I've seen over the years which I've loved. And I, if, if they're not on Broadway, check them out if they're on Broadway HD. And if they're not, I would encourage all our listeners to find the cast albums because these stand out. Um, one was the Lincoln Center production of South Pacific, maybe from 2015, could be off on that, starring Kelly O'Hara. Uh, also the Lincoln Center productions of The King and I and My Fair Lady, all of which starred Kelly O'Hara, the amazingly talented Broadway actress. These were fantastic productions and they were at the Beaumont Theater at Lincoln Center, which is not a full theater in the round, but is like a half theater in the round. It just gorgeous sets um also starring kelly o'hara the roundabout theater company production of the pajama game which starred harry connick jr uh really was not familiar with that show but i remember seeing it and loved it um spring awakening like i mentioned a moment ago hamilton of course uh but those are the shows that really stand out and then some other sondheim like uh, sunday in the park with george i saw that right. at roundabout and uh, one of the coolest productions I saw, this was pre-pandemic, wasn't on Broadway, but it was at a theater in Greenwich Village. And what it was, was a production of Sweeney Todd. And it starred Norm Lewis as Sweeney Todd. And what it was, was you actually saw it in a, uh, a theater that was built to look like a bake shop. So what the cast did was they interacted with the audience and you were right there. So you could be sitting there at a table in the bake shop and Sweeney Todd could be right in front of you singing a song. So before the show started, I was there with my friend Joe, who's been on the show a bunch as a co-host, and my brother Neil. And we're sitting at this table, and a, a female cast member comes in full costume, sits down and starts talking to us. In regular, I don't even think she was playing a character. I think she was just talking to us. And then out of nowhere, her and all the other actors bang the table with their fist and immediately the show began. It was so strange. Really cool. Wow. Really cool. Um, and then, you know, besides musical uh, musicals, of course, there's many great classic plays that uh, 
I've seen. I won't get into those tonight also just because my voice, I don't want to lose it. Going to the Yankees game tomorrow, so I need my voice. But um, That's right. anyhow, um, yeah, those are the ones that stand out. So definitely, if you haven't checked those out, and all of them have cast recordings. The South Pacific show was just fantastic. Several of those won Tony's for Best Revival of a Musical. And uh, all great stuff. All yeah, great. I'd say, you know, I, I'll definitely kind of reiterate your comment about checking out the cast albums because for me, that was a way that I have experienced, you know, or first experienced a lot of musicals that I really, you know, that, you know, uh, enjoyed. In fact, Dear Evan Hansen, even before the movie came out, listen to that cast album. Um, and it just, you know, what a, what a great show. And there's another one, um, uh, Sing Street. I don't know if oh, you're I love that. with That's Sing one Street. of my favorites. Sing Man. Street. I saw that. I, I saw that right before the pandemic. That was at an off-Broadway theater at New York Theater Workshop. A friend of mine works at the theater. I had dinner with him, and then I saw that show, and I thought it was fantastic. And then the world shut down. That was destined for a Broadway transfer. Yeah, it never absolutely. happened. Absolutely. I was so bummed that I never got to see it. It now that's an interesting one because that was a movie. Yes, great movie. And that 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 yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, you know, it takes place in Ireland, um, and you know, really, really thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And then, you know, that was one where I actually. I stumbled upon the the cast soundtrack and then went and watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I mean that was dis- was was destined to be to be a Broadway production, but then you know didn't didn't quite make it there. But such a great album. And then another one where I listened to the album before watching it, and I haven't seen the show live. But the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, I saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know how many Jehovah's Witnesses you guys have knocking on the doors uh, where where you live, but we see them quite often on on the bike riding down the street. Wow! Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the Book of Mormon, and then you know Six, which I mentioned earlier, sure. uh, which is is new, just premiered on Broadway. So there's actually two cast albums of Six. There's the original West End cast, right? Um, and then there's the um, you can actually find on Apple Music the, uh, the opening night live on broadway oh, and uh yeah that's that's such a neat musical it's not very long right um but it's very kind of euro pop or euro techno you know for for the music uh but uh you know really really enjoyable to listen to i'll tell you one that we saw uh recently was uh was anastasia uh again okay. another one that you know was a movie it was an animated movie uh the production value uh, of, of that on stage was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the songs are so powerful in Anastasia, um, but man, what a, what a great show. That was, that was another one that Annabelle was just obsessed with Anastasia. And it's one that a lot of people don't mention. I honestly hadn't thought about it until you just mentioned it. I haven't thought about it in a while. Yeah, it really is. You know, and it's kind of one of those ones that, you know, kind of just makes you, Wondering, it'd be, wow, would it be really cool if there's this long lost princess that was mm-hmm. actually out there? Um, and then another one, I wanted to, that there. Yes, I know there were a couple others, so please. There are a couple that I haven't met. I know I talked about, you know, that that 25th anniversary production of of uh, Les Miserables mm-hmm. that that's on Broadway. I wanted to talk about Hairspray because Go ahead, please. 
that's another, you know, just like, you know, rent and, uh, and tick, tick, boom, talk about issues that, that, that aren't being talked about. Dear Evan Hansen talks about issues that weren't being talked about. Um, Hairspray's one that, you know, talks about, you know, kind of the racial scene in, in Baltimore in the sixties. Yes. Um, and you know, the, it's the, the music is so fun in that show. Um, and you know, it just, and again, another one where I think they just, they nailed it with the movie. Uh, I think they, they, they hit it out of the park with the movie, but such a fun musical. The music all is really upbeat. Um, but really kind of hits the nail on the head in, in highlighting kind of the race situation in Baltimore, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, makes for, for a great show. And then I wanted to ask you, have you, since it is the longest running show on Broadway, have you seen Phantom of the Opera? You know what? I cannot believe I didn't mention it because I've seen it three times on Broadway and I've seen the Vegas production. Um, on a total side note, I'll tell you something. This is not pleasant, but I'll tell it how it is. One night I went to see the Phantom of the Opera and afterwards I got a pretzel from a New York City street vendor and I got horrendously sick with food poisoning. And let's just say I saw doctors and they think it may have been rat poison that I ingested. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I bet that's not where you thought the Phantom of the Opera story would be going. No. I'm, I'm sitting there, it's in the second act and I'm thinking to myself, oh, something's not right here. Something's not right. Oh, yeah. Phantom of the Opera is a great show. You know, I've often thought about what my all time favorite musical is. And Phantom does make that list. I'm not sure it's my favorite, but it's certainly one of them. Some people criticize Andrew Lloyd Webber as being kind of cheesy with his melodies and all that. But I'll tell you, I think the music is beautiful from that show. And production value is fantastic. Plus, I love the horror movie, The Phantom of the Opera, the silent one starring Lon Chaney. And so I've always kind of had a fascination with the storyline. And uh, I just think it's one of the greatest Broadway musicals of all time. And when you're in the city, not that I've been as much recently, but people from all over the world go to see the Phantom of the Opera. It's probably, it's an easier ticket to get for sure than something like Hamilton. So it feeds more tourists, both national and international, but it's great. How how about you, Nick? I I have not seen it. Um, It is... So we we actually just started discussing a trip um, up to New York City, right? And uh, and so we're kind of discussing. We know we want to see six. You know, what are some of the other shows that we want to see? And I really would love to see. And my wife's a huge fan of the Opera Wing as well. And that would be a tough one uh, for Annabelle to sit through. Um, she sat through us watching. Um, there's a great West End version that is on uh, on broadway hd um but definitely want to see masquerade is one of my favorite songs in any musical it's so great and really i mean the whole show and i don't know who i mean you know andrew Lloyd, lloyd weber is just kind of a different kind of musical genius in yes. my mind um you know it, the the music is so stirring in uh in phantom it i don't know how anybody could could not love it it's it's um, so great and it you know for you know as, as a rock opera it really man it's exciting you feel i mean you really kind of feel it um when that first note hits oh yeah on you know on the big organ it's like you know you get, get um 
did you know goosebumps so love uh love phantom of the opera i think what else what we haven't talked about um well wicked. yeah good a oh, wicked all right good yeah wicked adina manzel mm. disney legend is pretty holy moly yeah broadway legend before broadway she was legend. a disney legend you know sure um you know she's phenomenal she's phenomenal in rent um you know, she she's absolutely incredible in Rent, um, but uh, yeah, Wicked, such a such a great show. That's a show that my wife has seen that I haven't seen, um, but we listen to that soundtrack all the time, and uh, and love Wicked. Uh, I think that covers all of the shows that I made sure I wanted to talk about. Um, well, that's great, and and I think it's. Uh... This is a very good episode to provide sort of like a broad overview of what is out there for those that are already musical theater fans or want to get into it. I, I'm a, such a fan of, of Broadway musicals. And uh, as you could tell from our conversation, I personally gravitate towards the classic musicals, the old timers, but there's a lot of new stuff out there that's really good. I think what is very definitive about musical theater and really separates it um, on you know from a you know production side and a music side is the way it tells a story um you know so you go to watch a movie and you have actors telling a story right or you pick up the latest album from your favorite artist and you know they're they're telling a story what musical theater does is it does all of those things together and that to me, I think, is is why I love musical theater so much, um, because it's not easy. It's not easy to write, you know, to write songs that tell a story and you know visually tell a story. Uh, and I think for me, that is is my favorite part of musical theater. And then it lends itself to highlighting. I mean, just phenomenal performers that. Um, you know, and when you're doing it night in, at, you know, night after night, um, it's a, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's a different, it's a different standard of performance uh, because you have to execute every night. You can't have an off night, uh, you know, and, and to, I think about just phenomenal actors that have, delivered incredible performances night after night. Um, really all of the shows that we talked about. Um, and it's interesting because there are a few actors that have, have been able to kind of transcend their careers uh, where they excelled on stage and they've excelled on the screen. Hugh Jackman's one that, that kind of comes to mind for sure. Um, has done, yeah, has done really well, but it's very difficult. And and I think you see a lot more people find success going from stage to screen than going from screen to stage. So it's a different type of performance. You, you find more people having success going from screen to stage, you said? No, from stage to screen. Stage to screen, yes. Because you have a lot of actors, you know, when an actor is, is learning to act and they're acting for the screen. Right. They miss out on developing, you know, that projection, right? It's much bigger performance. And I mentioned you know, earlier that that 25th um, anniversary performance of Les Miserables, where Nick Jonas uh, plays Marius, 
uh, it's very interesting because you can, you know, the way that he performs versus everybody else is just these incredible theater chops. I'm not saying anything bad about Nick Jonas. In fact, I have tremendous respect for Nick Jonas. After watching it, I look at it and say, it looks like a Jonas brother. Look at this Nick Jonas. A lot of respect that, that he did that. But people who have started in musical theater, they project, they play a much bigger role than somebody who doesn't start in that uh, format and then moves to it. And it's something that has to be learned. I think that Broadway critics are particularly tough on movie stars that come to Broadway. Uh, most of them tend to do plays rather than musicals, but they certainly have done musicals and it's tough. It's a very, also the idea that with stage, you get multiple shows every single week. And on film, you could do another take. TV shows, another take. You don't get That's that it. other take. If you, you maybe would get it. It's a different standard. Um, yes. It's a different standard of performance. And, you know, I think that's where there's so much value. And I, and I really, you know, excited for, um, you know, some of the newer uh, Broadway musicals that have come out. Be More Chill is, is one that, that came out right before COVID. Um, and that was, you know, kind of a little bit, you know, um, a little more modern, but really great show. Um, having only listened to the, the cast album. Um, but, uh, you know, excited for where musical theater is headed um, that will appeal to a whole new generation. Uh, and again, musical theater is, you know, one of those tools that tells stories and tells stories that people aren't talking about, you know, highlights issues that, that aren't being talked about, um, which I think it'll continue to do. And, you know, there's a great, there's a great future in musical theater. I think it's, you know, I, I wish that it was almost a requirement for kids in high school to take a musical theater class just to get a little bit of appreciation. I agree with that, Nick. I totally agree. And uh, thank you for doing most of the talking on this episode tonight, because I, uh, I, I, I could sing a song, but it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't sound particularly good. <laughs> I would not get a well, one-way audition from this. I could but, sing a song, but I don't think anybody would listen anymore. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Nick, uh, thank you for, again, for, for coming on the show. It's great to have you on again, and uh, we'll do another episode soon. But in the meantime, this is the part of the show where we always go to the Stuff We Love segment. This is where... Tonight, Nick and I are going to give you a recommendation of something we're enjoying now. It could be a movie, a TV show, song, Disney tweet, whatever. I don't know. But Nick, you mentioned Broadway HD earlier. That was one of your Stuff We Love recommendations. You mentioned you have another. So please go ahead, my friend. Well, um, so having just come back from, uh, from Walt Disney World, there, there's a new ride at, uh, at Epcot. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the best roller coaster I've ever been on. It's so great. Uh, it is a different kind of roller coaster experience where the ride vehicle pivots and turns uh, through the ride and there's projections constantly um, while you're on it. If you're at Walt Disney World, you have to ride Guardians of the Galaxy. It's such a great, about the best experience of Walt Disney World. 
that still rides the resistance, but it's the best roller coaster. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be my recommendation on top of Broadway, Broadway HD. HD. Great recommendations. What what song did you get on the roller coaster? Uh, we got Burn Baby Burn. Disco Inferno. Yeah. Oh wow! Great, great, great song. Um, is the music loud on it? It is about the same as rock and roller coaster. I mean, okay. It's, it's yeah, it's loud enough, but not too loud. You know, there are there's dialogue while you're on the ride, so right. um, you can hear the dialogue as well. It's, How uh, um, what roller coaster is more intense, uh, Cosmic Rewind or Rock and Roller Coaster? I'm probably gonna say Rock and Roller Coaster, just because you you know, the way you you fire off right. and you invert. Right, right, right. That's true. Um, yeah, and and you invert. Uh, so I'm probably going to go with rock and roller coaster, but you know, I, cosmic reruns, a, a, a better experience. Okay. Than Great rock recommendation. And roller coaster. What was your top dining experience in Disney this trip? Hmm. We're thinking back to where we ate we at Kona cafe, which is always great. Um, which place? I'm sorry. Which cafe? Oh. Kona Cafe. Oh, Kona Cafe. Yes. And uh, yep, at at a, at a um at the Polynesian, uh, Cape May Cafe. Okay. Right. At, uh, at Beach Club, but we had breakfast there, and uh, it really that was it's my first time eating there, and it was it was phenomenal. It was really really great. Awesome. Um, next time you're on, we'll do a. a more di- a Disney episode with some musical theater additional thoughts. <laughs> you know, so hey, you know, well, there's a there's a whole Disney musical show sure. that can be done. Um, so yeah, I'm open for that anytime. Great, that's great. And uh, my stuff we love recommendation. Earlier today, I saw the new uh, Elvis movie. Uh, speaking of musical theater, the director of that, Baz Luhrmann, of course, directed Moulin Rouge, and that's now a huge right. theatrical success. Um, and the way that show is developed from when it was, you know, uh, you know, a huge success of the movie and then, you know, became a theatrical success, the evolution of the songs. Yes. Because the song, the songs are updated. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's true. And, um, you know, I'm a huge Elvis fan and, uh, I think kind of went into this a little hesitant thinking about how this would turn out. But I got to tell you, I loved it. It's a, it's a wild movie. It's not a straightforward biopic. It's purposely over the top at scenes. Uh, but Austin Butler, who played Elvis in the film, did a phenomenal job. Tom Hanks was great as Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's manager. Uh, the music was great. The sets were great. The way they recreated the 50s, 60s, and 70s uh, with the outfits and the cars and everything. I just love the movie. Uh, great soundtrack, obviously. And uh Wonderful recommendation. I think it's going to be coming to HBO Max in August. So if you don't have a chance, I would encourage you to see it in theaters, but if you can't, it will be out soon uh, on streaming services. So check it out. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Which is better, Bohemian Rhapsody or Elvis? Nick, I was thinking about that earlier today. It's a great question because I, um, what was better? I would say Bohemian Rhapsody is much more of a straightforward biopic. Baz Lur- Elvis is done in the Baz Luhrmann style, which makes it maybe not as, as accessible, if that makes any sense. 
-hmm. if you're asking me what is better. And maybe it's not a fair comparison. I am a bigger Elvis fan than Queen, to be honest with you. Although I, it's, I'm a Queen fan too. I liked the Elvis film more, but I also really liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I think that what makes both films great are the performances by the leading actors. I think those are just so powerful. They make each film work. Um, I happen to be a fan of 50s rock and roll. And so that's why I think I'll give, again, it's, it's a personal opinion. What is the better movie? I'm probably going to say Elvis, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough question. It's because I, 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 th I think very highly of both and both have amazing soundtracks. And again, probably, you know, may not be a, a, a fair comparison, but I'm excited to see that Elvis movie because I'm also a big fan of 50s rock. Um, and I'm a big Elvis fan. Um, and uh, so I'm excited to, to check out your recommendation. I think you'll like it. The one thing which I think is, I personally was not crazy about with regard to the Elvis film is that they incorporated modern music into it. So you got the Elvis music, but you also have the modern music. And it's weird to see hip hop in a 50s scene. It's not that I yeah. didn't, it's not that I really disliked it. It just was kind of surprising. weren't expecting that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But all good. And uh, that's my recommendation. Uh, Nick, I'll tell our listeners where they can find the podcast on social media. We are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram, Stuff We Love Pod, Podcast. We have a Facebook page, YouTube channel. Our website is stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to us. You can find us on all podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and more. Um, and my voice is pretty much done. <laughs> so, uh, and Nick, uh, please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media. Right. So for me, uh, I'm going to be on Instagram, the Disney dad, that's the dot Disney dot dad um, on Instagram. And uh, I had kind of fallen off on, on posting regularly, but got some really great um, shots when I was, uh, was back down at Disney and do a lot of Disney photography and starting to incorporate a, a, a little bit uh, more in there, but uh, the dot Disney dot dad on Instagram and, uh, Scott, I really appreciate you uh, you letting me come on the show and and you know indulging me on this uh, kind of musical theater journey that we went through in the last hour. Nick, this is fun. I love talking musical theater, and I I got some recommendations from you tonight, which is great. I'm definitely going to check those out and be back to you on them. And uh, happy to talk about this anytime. And it's wonderful to have you on the show again, my friend. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for having me back. Of course, and we'll go around the table one more time. I'm Scott, and I'm Nick. And this has been the Stuff We Love podcast.